we get a view from Australia from Deanna Musina, Deputy Chief Economist at AMP Australia. Good morning, Deanna. Good morning. Lovely to chat to you. It's good to talk to you. Um, so Australia's saw a weaker than expected GDP number this week, coming in mm-hmm. an anemic 0.2% quarter-on-quarter growth mm-hmm. against expectations of 0.4%. What was behind the weakness? There are a number of factors. There were some one-offs that, including things like uh, a, um, a fall in inventories, which detracted from growth, and also a big decline in net exports. We were surprised. We thought that inventories would actually be a bit stronger. So these one-off factors, I guess, can be reversed next quarter. But the more important trend for me was that household consumption was actually flat over the quarter. And part of that reason is because the government gave additional rebates to households through things like energy relief and childcare, and that actually increased government spending but reduced consumer spending. But even if you take all that into account, the underlying state of the consumer is still very weak, and that's really what the GDP figures have showed us, that the pace of momentum in the Australian economy has slowed quite significantly over 2023, sort of as you would, as you would expect it to, given that we've had all these interest rate hikes since May of last year. So to me, the data was very much in line with an economy that is in a pretty vulnerable position and an economy that's responding to all of those interest rate increases from our central bank. Well, combining with the uh, weak consumption was the fact that household savings ratio has also fallen. Um, Mm -hmm. So it seems that the interest rates are properly biting over there. The household consumption uh, savings ratio fell to its lowest level since 2007. We saw households uh, drawing down more on their accumulated savings. Interest payments as a share of income have gone to a record high. So there are lots of different components from the GDP figures that actually paint a pretty soft picture of the consumer. And you know, the story of the past few months has been the resilience of the Australian consumer and I guess, concern that perhaps interest rate hikes aren't working as we thought that they would. But I think that when you get such an in-depth print from the GDP figures, you know, it is really a good guide to the overall shape of the economy. I think it clearly shows us that the consumer has been under pressure and remains so because that data was for up to September. After September, we had another interest rate hike. So by the end of this year, the consumer will be in an even worse position. Another factor that I found quite interesting when looking through some of the data that's come out was um, residential investment. Uh, whilst it was up 0.2%, a lot of that's really just on alterations and additions rather than mm. people buying new homes. In fact, 0.3% fall in new dwelling investments. So it seems that people are now just deciding that they're just going to upgrade their own, uh, their own homes rather than start going, buying other new property. There's a few different things going on in the Australian building sector. We had a lot of uh, support programs for alterations and additions during the pandemic. So we've actually seen alterations and additions fall for multiple quarters now. So that increase in the September quarter was the first one for nearly two years um, because, you know, we had that prior build-up in alterations and addition spending. And if you look at other things like building approvals, they're still showing that there's Still some weakness in the new housing sector, which you would expect with high interest rates. I'm not surprised that new dwelling investment has been weak. And if you look at what the approvals data is indicating, then 
housing supply is still going to be pretty constrained over the next few years. But I do think we've probably hit a bottom and there is still a big pipeline of work, of, of construction work that's yet to finish. That should support residential construction spending. So it's unlikely to be a detractor from growth, but it's still going to be pretty soft. And then what about exports and imports? Um, saw exports fall, imports rise. I know that, you know, there's general being the easing of tensions with China, so I would have thought some exports would be increasing, but yeah, it's still showing a decline. So what what's hmm. happening there? Well, the export and import data can bounce around quarter by quarter. We've actually seen pretty strong growth in our exports generally in the past 12 months. So I think it, it could just be a bit of, you know, payback from some prior strong quarters. The export market for Australia still looks like in, in a pretty good shape. There is still plenty of demand for our major commodity exports, which are things like iron ore, coal and LNG. And as you said, given those easing intentions with China, that should lift the uh, the exports for some of our agricultural goods as well that were previously under some trade restrictions. So I think that the outlook for the export sector still looks pretty good. The only big issue or risk in my eyes is if the global economy goes into a deeper into a deep recession next year or even into some sort of recession that generally tends to reduce the level of export demand for Australia. It wasn't all doom and gloom. I mean, productivity was pretty positive though, wasn't it? Yeah. That was one of the um, very good pieces of news from, from the data. We finally saw a bit of an increase in productivity growth. It was up by 0.9%, but year on year, it's still down by about 2.1%. So we still have a long way to go. But if we look at even trends uh, in the US, for example, the US also experienced a big fall in productivity during the pandemic, which goes to show that there is some, I think, measurement issues going on and post-pandemic reasons for why productivity growth probably looks weak than it actually is in reality. So I think Australia will also follow that trend and as hours work to decline next year and the labour market weakens, I think that we'll see a bit of a lift in productivity growth. But there are still some longer-term government policies that need to be addressed to improve, pro- 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 to improve productivity in this country. As this will be the last time I personally speak to you in 2023, um, let's have an outlook for 2024. What are your thoughts going forward for the next year? Uh, Well, for the Australian economy in particular, I think that the consumer is going to weaken further and I think it will be a tougher year for the consumer because the labour market is likely to slow so that support to incomes is going to fade. At the same time, that interest rate, uh, high interest rates are still going to impact consumers with a mortgage and that's ultimately why we think we'll see some rate cuts next year. We think that the RBA will start cutting rates by the middle of next year and that should support the economy into the second half of the year. I also think house prices are going to come down in Australia, starting to see that already play out in places like Sydney and Melbourne, and that will be a drag on consumer wealth in the first six months of the year. But hopefully we can avoid a recession in Australia. I think that there is still the risk of one, and there is definitely the risk of recession in the US as well in 2024. So we could still be in, I think we will be in for a bumpy year for share markets, and and also given the fact that we have so many elections next year and ending with the US presidential election in November, that normally means a bit of a rocky ride for share markets. And if we go down the path of recession, that's not good news for for shares. So I think it's going to be a more volatile year compared to 2023. All right. Well, that's all we have time for. So thank you for coming on. That was Deanna Messina, Deputy Chief Economist at AMP Australia. Quickly,